Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. In the name of Jesus, amen. On the surface, human beings have accomplished extraordinary things. We've been to the moon and back. Cures discovered for diseases and medical technology have extended lifespans. We can travel around the world in less than two days. The internet is a universe of its own. Friends are made worldwide who have never met in person. And practically, any consumer item can be delivered via online shopping within a few days or even sooner. Humans have indeed achieved much on the surface. But when we dig a bit deeper, we see a much more humbling picture. Yes, we've been to the moon and back, but the possibility of a global catastrophic meteor strike from the vastness of outer space is a grim reality. People lose their purpose and their identity by getting addicted to their cell phones. There's no 100% cure for cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, or Crohn's, or any other autoimmune diseases. And the recent coronavirus shows how quickly death spreads by the invention of worldwide travel. Social media can destroy lives, especially when shameful secrets are broadcast for all eyes to see. Our appetite for selfish consumerism continues to rise with access to internet sites that deliver more and more indulgent items. Spiritually speaking, as a whole, we're a mess. There are 8.4 million Jehovah's Witnesses, 15 million Mormons, 1.8 billion Muslims worldwide. And those are just three of our work-based religions around the world. And it's easy to see why so many fall into this deceitful trap of self-righteousness, of works righteousness. For in our sinful nature, we human beings think there are mighty works we can do to stand holy before God. There's a great deal of pride we have in ourselves. We really aren't that bad in our own eyes, especially when compared to everyone else. We are prideful. So we don't want to bend the knee, whether it's to God himself or other authorities he's placed over us, such as our parents or others, such as pastors, teachers, and public servants. Instead of perfectly honoring them, serving and obeying them, loving and cherishing them, we do the opposite. We are disrespectful. We are defiant and abusive. We despise and anger them by our selfish and thoughtless deeds. We don't want to believe God holds everything in his hands. We want to take care of things ourselves and call on God as plan B 
or have him conveniently there by when we need to dial him up on 911, when we feel like, hey, we really need God this time. We think we're all doing just fine by ourselves with no help from God. On the other end of the spectrum, some of us are so burdened, so overwhelmed, so stressed, we find ourselves burdened in so many things and are overwhelmed by an avalanche of challenges we probably didn't see coming. Such is Zerubbabel, who's given the awesome task of rebuilding the temple. Can you even imagine? This would be the ultimate of all restoration projects. Now, I don't know about you, but I would feel completely inadequate. For one thing, Zerubbabel doesn't have unlimited resources for building the temple, as his predecessor Solomon had in building the original temple. Zerubbabel is working at the direction of a foreign king, who conceivably at any time could change his mind and squash this work from being done. Zerubbabel has not only the pressures of uncertainty, but he even faces opposition from the people and leaders there in Jerusalem, who are angered when they're told that they are not going to be part of this project. The natives are indeed restless, and they work continually to thwart the efforts of the people restoring the temple. Even by making threats against them as they try to build. They then take things even further by resorting to bribing officials to try and hinder them. On top of all that, there's the problems of the locals and the fact that Zerubbabel does not have an army of workers at his disposal. His task, humanly speaking, is indeed difficult, if not impossible. Spiritually speaking, however, it is impossible. Zerubbabel had to have these kinds of thoughts. Who is a mere man to build the Lord's house? What are we specks of dust when compared to God? What kind of temple could any one of us build worthy of his presence? Throw in all these challenges Zerubbabel faced, And he had to wonder, how could this task possibly be accomplished? The good news is God hasn't forgotten him. God knows him, and he knows exactly what he's facing. Above all, God loves him. The word of the Lord comes to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Martin Luther comments on this text. This is God saying, dear Zerubbabel, you have my word, which is shining upon the lampstand and through Zechariah and Haggai tells you to build. Therefore, look up. And let that satisfy you. 
For where my word is, there my spirit is. There I am myself. But if I am with you, who will be against you? I will give you peace for the building that I am demanding of you. Just do what my word says and let me see to it that you have peace before the king of Persia and all your other enemies. By God's word, Zerubbabel is encouraged here and also by Haggai who says, Be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you. What is true for Zerubbabel is true for all of us. Human efforts will fail, while the Lord will accomplish all he sets in motion. This includes you. For you see the temple that Solomon, Zerubbabel, and Herod built no longer stands. Not one stone stands upon the other, as our Lord Jesus foretold. So where is God's temple now? We read the answer to this in 1 Corinthians. God's temple is now you. As believers in Christ, who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We don't need an army of workers to make us right, or untold amounts of gold or silver. We don't even have to build our own temple. God builds us. We are built by grace. We are built by God, working through means we wouldn't think he would use. Wood. Nails. The blood of his beloved son poured out on the cross. What Jesus earned there, the forgiveness of sins for you and me, God works through his word, not supernatural signs or miracles. His word is spirit and it is life. His word is living and active. Now to spread this word, God doesn't use angels or other supernatural signs or wonders as perhaps we might do. No. Instead, he uses human beings. Working together, the church is called to sow the seeds of life found in the word. God's kingdom comes in this way, not by might nor by power. God works in ultimate weakness by the cross, by his suffering, by the shedding of his blood and his death and resurrection. This is how our sins are forgiven. It's his work on the cross, not the works of miracles, not the signs in the heavens, not the works of might, but his humiliation that saves us. Not by his almighty power, but by his humility. We, who are baptized into Christ, are now exalted. This is the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. 
It's the cross. It's the water of baptism. And bread and wine, the body and blood of Christ given for you where God builds you into his temple where he now dwells. These basic materials, water, bread, and wine, seem insignificant when viewed in comparison with other mighty and powerful things of this world. But when God's word is added to these elements of water, bread, and wine, there the power of God is at work for salvation and forgiveness of all sins. God provides his gifts of grace, and through his word sends the Holy Spirit to produce faith in us, to receive these gifts for our benefit. So when you are challenged, when you are overwhelmed, or when you're afraid, or when you're facing what you see is impossible, remember you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you. Just like Zerubbabel, God doesn't expect us to build a temple worthy of him. You don't have to make yourself worthy of God's presence. He does all the work for you. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The same peace God gave Zerubbabel is with us through these means, word and sacrament. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. As God's temple, remember these words are for you. For where my word is, there my spirit is, there I am myself. But if I am with you, who will be against you? I will give you peace. In the name of Jesus, amen.